Jacaranda FM, Cindy Altamine studio guest. I'm here every Wednesday night between 10 and midnight. Nia Nell, you yes. must have heard her. Yes, of she course. She is going to be in here on Wednesday next week. Wow, she's also something. Yeah, yeah. what an amazing voice. What an yeah. amazing uh, musician as well. So, Cindy, tell me, um, Bad Company, that's you, mm. that song, Shooting Star. Yeah, eh? that's my story. Yeah. Wow. Except, thank goodness, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I didn't die one night. Johnny died one night alone in his bed with a bottle of whiskey. No, it would be tequila. Yeah, tequila. <laughs> um, good memories, that song, A yeah, Bad Company. What yeah, a band, huh? Yeah, what a band. What a vocalist. What songs, man. Mm. Crofted songs, stories of, of people's lives. Yeah. You know? And then Cat uh, Stevens' yeah. Peace Train. I've heard rumors that he's coming out here. He's doing a world tour. He's back in the oh. music industry. And wouldn't it be nice... If uh, you could do a couple of songs with Cat Stevens when he gets here, I'll, I'll speak to the right people. You will. Speak that'll to be cool, huh? My God, that'll be something special. What does that song "Peace Train" mean to you? It was also a protest song. You know, it was like, "Come on, guys, let's get on board here," because mm. everybody's all fighting and being all ragged with each other. You know, and um, Cat Stevens always touched me. He was like one of my first loves. Of music as well. Nice folky acoustic oh. kind of sound and also harmonies and harmonies. just songwriting, brilliant. It's just a, a guitar and a person, you know, and that's it. That's where it starts. Other keyboard and a person, you know, it's just mm. basic. And you make it happen like that without all the mm. and the, the repeating, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. It's like, for God's sake, yeah. shut up. Everything sounds like a stuck record these yeah, days. it's all... Oh, Cat Stevens, brilliant. Um, yeah, he's back in the music scene. And uh, Dolly Parton did a cover oh. of that song with Ladysmith Black Mombazo. That I've got to hear. I haven't heard it. I've got to hear that. But somebody told me the other day when I said, hey, Cat Stevens is coming out. And mm. they said, did you know Dolly Parton recorded a song with? I'm going to have to play that one Please day. Please find that because that's a, that's a gem. Dolly Parton's also one of my heroes. I mean, she's just ballistic. Mm. She's amazing. Where did she play? Was it the Reading Festival or what? Uh, um, in recently. the UK, yeah, they just did the. She was on the one stage and yeah. she she got on, and people couldn't believe it. Dolly Parton playing it. I think it's the Reading Festival in the UK. That was amazing. Hey? Still going. I'm gonna stop saying that. Stop saying still. That's what going. she loves doing. Yeah, sounds like a battery. Now then, uh, Zia split up or whatever, mm -hmm. and you packed your bags. And you said, "I've had enough." Why did you decide to go to America? I'd always wanted to go to America. I'd had a dream. Since I was young, America, America, you know, and I wanted to get out of town. <laughs> you know, the music industry was not kind to me, and I didn't expect it to be, but still, I was not. Um, I was not in a, in a good place with it, and I thought best thing to do is just get out of Dodge, you know. Go find another town to just start again. And I did. It was good for me. Very good for me. So you uh, ended up in America and you married somebody in America. Yes. Where did you guys meet? Well, he, he auditioned for my band and became my, ba my bass player. <laughs> <laughs> so you married a bass like, player? Uh, for the, yeah. But I've dated <laughs> bass players before. Okay. Remember Tommy from Ragdolls? Mm -hmm. We were together for years. They're the quiet ones on yeah, stage, but yeah. I don't know what they do off stage. But so I mean, you, they're you're, cool. How long Base were you married cool. for? Ten years. Ten years, and then oh. unfortunately, oh, it happens to uh, a lot of people. Um, cancer. Mm. 
Um, how did you know? Did you? I mean, you must have got a bit ill, and you went to the yeah. doctor and whatever. Yeah. And oh, that must have been uh, horrible—a horrible experience for you. Do you want to? If you want to, I'd like you to talk about it. Yeah, it, you know, it's not something we think about. It's not something we we have in our immediate consciousness that oh God, I'm going to get sick or whatever. But there's there's people out there that think every time they get a little bump, like oh God, I got a tumor, you know, mm. like like Arnold, you know. But I didn't expect it. But I think it was my wake-up call. I carried a lot of baggage with me when I was in America. I was doing a lot of soul spirit work, you know, getting my shit together, mm. put it that way, um, dumping old baggage, getting stuff out of my life that didn't serve me anymore. And that process was, was, was hard for me, and I was still chasing this inevitable um, chaos that is in my life, which is music. Mm. You know, I will call him my demon lover because it's been so bad to me, but I can't leave it. It's just awful. So chasing that, carrying the baggage with me, it got too heavy. And and I think the universe or something, my higher power, whatever you want to say, just said, you know what? Shut up and lie down for a while and, and gather yourself together again. And this is this is going to keep you quiet for some time, until you can find out who you are again. Because when I left Clout, I just barreled through, kept going, bam, do, 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 do. There I was, going straight through. Cindy Altabank, Syndicate, blah blah blah. Straight after left Zia and all that ugh, horrible stuff. Oh, I'm going to America, and bam, bam, bam. There I was again, just going straight through. And I just did this my whole life, just kept going, which we do. But I wasn't dealing with my stuff. You know, it was there and I was dealing with it in my own way. Mm. But, you, you know, you got to out the monsters. Well, also, if you think about it, sorry to interrupt no, you, you didn't course. have a nine-to-five job, which is yeah. go to work, go, you know. Mm. You didn't know mm. if you had a job the next day, if you had a gig or whatever. So this is the thing. It, 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 where's the money coming from, you know? It's a very uncertain business, you know, unless you've made the big, big, big time. And then even if you've made the big time, it's like you've got to keep it. You know, it's all very well writing one hit, but like, is that hit, could it sustain you for the rest of your life? Maybe, maybe not. You need another hit. Mm. You know, it's this constantly chasing that damn carrot. And I was put down. It was like, you're down now. Now you can't move. Now you just deal with that. And then you're just alone. It's just you and the cancer in the room. And you've got to deal with this. And you look at it and you go, okay, you cannot have me. I refuse to let you have me. But you have a piece of me right now. And I had to like make friends with it. Make my enemy my friend. Mm. So that I knew what I was doing all the time. I could keep an eye on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I personalized it in a way. And um, humanized it. And... Uh, yeah, I I walked alongside for a long time, and then I was very very lucky to to have amazing doctors. I was living in America, experimental treatments, and they were experimenting with stem cells, you know. And everybody was saying, "Oh, you can't use it," and protesting against it. And they said, "Look, 
you know, this is probably the best chance you've got of curing what you have. And they took my stem cells out of my body, froze them, radiated them, cleaned them out, cleaned me out very well. I was practically dead when they started to put them back in again. And it worked. I'm 11 years cured. Sure. Amazing. Yeah. But also, you really found yourself, you know, as you said, lying in that room, mm. just you and the cancer. Mm. And there was uh, your, your, the family as well, uh, the, the, the uh, amazing family unit that you had mm. in South Africa, you know mm. what I mean. Um, uh, obviously, uh, it would have been easy in South Africa. It's never easy, but you were on your own. Think about it. You must have been a tough cookie, huh? Sure. I don't know. I've had I had so much support from around the world, Barney. I mean, I was getting emails every day mm. from friends of mine here, musician friends that I hadn't heard from for 20 years or whatever, saying, hey, Cindy, we're thinking of you. So it was almost like I would be in the dark one night, like really dark. And I was so tired and so sick that I couldn't even hold that candle up. And there was somebody in the world holding a candle for me. That's what I felt like. Mm. And I knew that I was never alone. No matter how alone I felt, I wasn't alone. Have you got any advice for people going through uh, the same thing right now, listening to this radio show? You know, everybody's got their own journey to go. Uh, hopefully you trust your doctor, but you must trust yourself too and you must trust your body. And it's, it's a funny, there's a, there's a dichotomy about it. You've got to fight, but you've got to surrender as well. You've got to accept that you've got this. And then you've got to fight it. So it's this weird little balance that you're sort of trying to create here. And and just fight it until the bitter end, whatever that end may be. Mm. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to die or not. I didn't even entertain the thought. There was a time that I did believe I might have died because I was so ill and I was so weak that I just had nothing left to give. Now, your book, when will that be out? You have to write a book, and I've heard rumors, and I want to hear the whole story in this book, okay? Uh, it will encourage a lot of people, I can promise you that. I hope um, so. And lift people up and make them positive. So. But uh, when, when will the book be ready? The book is coming out in November. It's going to be a Christmas book. So, um, And it is my story from the beginnings, from when Johnny was a schoolboy, <laughs> when he heard his first Beatles song. Um Till now. And I'm just hoping, yes, that that somebody would just go, oh, my God, that re that little section that just mm. spoke to me and that made me feel better. It's this book about a survivor who has been through some trials and tribulations of life, and I'm just sharing that story with people. And it's a little different because I'm, I'm a rock chick, mm. you know, so it's a little tough at some places, but it's honest. It's not a name and shame by no means because for me to blast anybody doesn't mean no good and it's not good energy for me at all. But I'm telling my story and some people are in there and that's all there is to it. Thanks for the mention. <laughs> Barney, you and I, oh God. You're going to say, you're gonna have to sign that book for me, hey? With Listen, pleasure. on a lighter note after yes. that, oh man, you hit me, I nearly cried there. Hold really? me back. Yeah, it's just amazing, the, 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 the amazing women that you are. You know what I mean? The, how strong oh. you are oh, and oh. What, you've, what you've been through. And you're sitting here right next to me now, and it's just I admire you, really. It's, it's, and, and I think a lot of people listening right now, we've all been touched by your story. 
And, you, and I'm so glad much. you are looking so beautiful now. <laughs> thank you, sweetie. You're over all that now. Okay, now we're going to play a game. I'm just going to mention one word and whatever comes up first, okay? Oh, and then God, tell me why. No, don't worry about it. Oh, God. Do you want a tequila? Spot. It'll be easier. A couple of tequilas. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, tequila. are you ready, Cindy yeah. Alter? X of, okay, I'm not going to go there again. <laughs> don't. It's not just Cindy Alter. All right. Okay, color. Black. My favorite color. <laughs> and you don't want to elaborate on that one? Well, it's just, I mean, it's just a, a it's a, it's a rock color, man. Yes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Everybody wears black. Uh, Danny DeVette was in here as well. <laughs> yeah. And he said, uh, he always also, he wears said black. black. And I said, black? Why black? And he said, because it's black. And then, <laughs> you know, Lemmy from Motorhead, it's, sure. it's the old story he wears. But they asked him, why do you always wear black, Lemmy? And he says, well, you know, I can wear this for two weeks and nobody will notice I'm wearing the same <laughs> jeans and T-shirt. I've done it like this. How I, many times? I've had this on, I think it's the third day now. Nobody said really? you're wearing the same clothes. Nobody would notice. Okay. <laughs> right. Movie. Your favorite movie. Oh, Bitch Cassidy and the Sundance oh, Kid. Yeah. <laughs> that last scene. Please, wow, man. <laughs> Robert Redford to this day is still my absolute mm. dream man because he's just such a, a gentleman and such a character, you know. I'm glad you went for the old movies and not the new stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's some great new stuff. I'm a big movie buff. Okay, let's go for movie star. Um, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Okay, and then the international band or artist? Um, Sting. Because you met him as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Give him a call tomorrow and we can organize something. <laughs> Maybe get a band together. Ooh. Uh, we need to lift his uh, – I think he's going a little bit uh, – down his career isn't looking that good anymore so shall we lift him up a bit give him a show okay so sting there and then a south african band or artist first band to come up in your Did mind you come up in my mind yeah justin Soraya. oh yes yeah. oh man he's that so guy is working he's on twitter he's yeah. gigging everywhere yeah, he's hot. one of the few musos still out there every night of his life and, and that's a, thing. a great voice he works he's out there and he doesn't moan about the music industry and bing, bing, it's mm. been bad to me. You know? Okay, now sport. Your favorite sport? Oh my God. Water polo. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. Yes. Quickly. <laughs> okay, city. Your favorite city? Paris. Why? Oh, it's just got such, an, such a vibe and such a history, I think. Mm. And I just loved walking around Paris. It just meant something to me. I don't know why. That's a romantic. Yeah. It is romantic. Just speak in Afrikaans when you're there because uh, they don't like the English. <laughs> no, <right>? they don't. <laughs> All right. And I know you're so busy. You don't. You used to have pets when you were a little girl, yes. but don't. you're so you're on the road and you, you, you know. I think it's fair mm. that you don't have any pets. A lot of people, why have pets if you don't look after them? Yeah, if you, you don't love have, them, you've got to have them all. Right. Your favorite animal? My favorite animal would be a dog. A doggy. Yeah, okay. A little doggy. What kind? I like those little Yorkies, those okay. miniature Yorkie things. Yeah. <laughs> They're easy to put in your handbag and go out with. <laughs> Let me, why is your handbag wiggling? It's, it's vibrating. <laughs> now, uh, favorite country? Favorite country, it's South Africa. Because I know you stayed in America for a long yeah, time. Love but your roots, South Africa. Yeah, definitely. Why, why do you like South Africa so much? I mean, we'll, we'll go, go back 10 years and then. Mm up to now or go back to when you were a little girl at school or whatever and you played in all those bands and South mm. Africa was rocking and whatever mm. we went through our problems uh, up to now what, what do you think makes this country so unique I think that 
that when you have been an African, you will always be an African, no matter what happens. Because this country, it's in your blood. And it's not like being in America. I mean, I lived in America for a long time. But there's, there's something that moves here. I can't explain it. It's a pulse. It's the pulse of Africa. It really is. Well said. Thank you. Uh, favorite uh, drink? Tequila. Tequila, baby. Woo-hoo! We'll have shooters backstage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite food? You actually, I mean, cook it. Uh, what kind of food do you cook? Can I come for dinner one night? Can oh, I bring... yes, you can. So I like what... cooking Mexican food. Oh, okay. I like Hot. burritos and, you know, all the salsa and the guacamole and all that lacquer stuff. I, um, I also like to make like stews, things like that. But I also love fish. So I like to just make some crusted salmon mm-hmm. Yummy. With, with some veggies and salad and all that stuff. And I, and I know you gig often. I mean, I think yes. four or five gigs a week. Yeah. So you don't really have time to entertain people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you have to look after yourself. I mean, after a yeah. gig, you can't go and get a takeaway or whatever. So no. what, what kind of food do you eat? Do you eat lots of veggies I and do. fruit? And I do. I, I juice a lot. I, I like also... Because of where I've come from with this cancer thing, you know, you, I like balance. Mm. I think moderation is the key to everything. I still go out and get drunk a couple of times a year and have a jaw. Um, but mainly I, I eat very healthy because I like good food. But then again, I love chocolate. Mm. You know, Our downfall. Geez. Chocolate is good for you. Chocolate is good I'm for you. I'm tired of these people, these statistics saying chocolate is bad for you. It's Come not on. bad for you, I promise I'm you. still here in my 50s and yes. I, I eat a slab every day. There so you where? Go. Yay. <laughs> good Barney. Okay, now um, your whole career up until tonight, okay? The worst gig you have ever done. Whew, it was actually here and it was a couple of years ago. It was this little country pub thing. It was a local place, and we arrived there, Stu and I, and I'd fallen the night before. I was sick. I had flu, and I'd, I passed out. I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I passed out, and I woke up on the bathroom floor in the morning with a bleeding eye. I'd cut my eye open. It was a ridiculous thing, so I ended up going to the doctor and having like 100 stitches. No, I'm kidding, about 10 stitches. So I felt like hell that day, and Stu and I arrived at this place, and everybody just kind of turned their back on us. <laughs> Absolutely revolting. And the owner was like, well, you know, you're not going down very well. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, I've never had this in my whole life. And I thought, this is what the music business is. You know, you can think you're a big bloody star selling millions of records and the next day you're playing this shitty little yes. pub and everybody's turned their back on mm. you and they look at you as if you're a goddamn leper. <laughs> And I know you, I mean, you do a lot of, I mean, uh, where was it? We did uh, openings. You do a lot of corporate gigs. People yes. can still contact you. If, uh, corporates, um, the, the Stuart Irving's involved. I mean, he's been in the country for a while. He had a couple yes. of big hits as well. Yes, in his absolutely. Stuart and I hooked up about eight years ago, and we've had this duo. We had a band together. Mm-hmm. We're still working as a duo. It's a, it's a, it's a good thing. Alter Irving. Yes. And um, the, the future now. I mean, you, you, you're you still out there gigging. I mean, mm. we, some, I think on Wednesday nights you play at, at Monty as well. No, we haven't played Wednesdays. We usually play uh, like a Thursday. Okay, a Thursday night. And, stuff like that. and, and people walk past and they yeah. see you and they go. You know, we know them. We know them. Respect. They will come back. Respect. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, oh, shame. You know, they're not famous anymore. Now they're stuck at some little 
and I feel I don't feel sorry for those musos at all. They're still playing their music and they're loving it. You're you are entertaining people, maybe not thousands or whatever, but people are sitting in restaurants and enjoying what you're doing. Bonnie, I'm still working. Mm. You know, when you say still working, I'm still relevant to whatever. I want to work, and the, there's nothing wrong with working in Monte Casino. It's a nice place. Mm. It's uh, a decent place. I meet fabulous people. People are walking past all the time, and. And I work all kinds of things. We do big corporate events. We do huge outdoor. We just was at the new uh, launch of the new BMW motorbikes this weekend in um, Bloemfontein. There we were playing to hundreds of guys, all rocking, having a great time. So I have all kinds of gigs. Mm. I'm very lucky. And um, right now I'm doing a solo album. First one in South Africa ever. Did you write all the music? Are you playing yeah. all the, the guitar? and mm. uh, So all those songs are originals. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Who are you working with? It uh, looks like I'm going to record with Denim. Denim okay. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't um, think that you'll go to America again or you'll leave know. the country? Well, that's you. You'd never that know. That is me. I'm a, I'm a gypsy. Cindy Alta you know? is like... <laughs> What, she's here tonight. Where is she now? Oh, back in America. You know what I mean? So and it's a great lifestyle in a way because it's unpredictable, isn't it? You know what? It's it's not that I'm always looking for the unpredictable, but I just feel like I must always move forward, mm. you know, and whatever calls me is there and it's there to be used and to be taken and to, to go out in the world and, and experience. Best know? gig you've ever done in your career? Best gig. There are many, but the one that, if you could go back and do it all over again, you would. Must have been when Clout. It's very hard. Clout in Germany. There in, were some Clout ones Germany. that were just, yeah, that were just, we played this gig, yeah, we played this gig in Dortmund at a soccer stadium. It's about 16,000 people. And they, we finished the set with Save Me. And they screamed so loudly for it. They screamed, we had to do it again. And we did it again, and they screamed again so loud. We had to do it again. Three encores. <laughs> so like three encores of the same bloody song. But it was, you know, and then coming back here, there was a gig at Rao. We'd just come back from Germany, and I, I started the lighter thing. I said, if you are out there and you're feeling the music, light your lights, man. And everybody just lit these lighters. It was the most spectacular thing. Now they do it with their cell phones. Now everybody you know. does it, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a bit of a break, and then I want you to select a song. We've got a couple left here. Okay. Do you want to hear Leonard Cohen, Joe Cocker, Three Doors Down, or Steely Dan that you've selected? Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Hey, uh, have they put Hey 19 in here? Hey That's 19's fine. Is that all right? It's Does Ricky fine. don't lose that number? That's the yeah. one. That you know what? I've anything from Steely Dan will give me... The most pleasure. Cool. So uh, Steely Dan coming up next. Cindy Alter, my in-studio guest until midnight. Cindy Alter, you've been absolutely amazing. Finally, I could spend two hours with a <laughs> legend like you. You've done so much uh, for South African music and an inspiration for a lot of young people as far as music is concerned. And, you know, just keep on going and do what, what, what you love. I mean, have you got advice now for uh, the youth of this country? I mean, where are we heading uh, we don't want to get into politics because no, we know where we're heading not. with that, yeah. and and eat dollies and, and, and you know all that. Yeah. But um, your your feel that you've got for South Africa moving forward now. Let's look at say the next five years or so. Uh, very unpredictable, but um, you know, how do you feel about South Africa? You know what? Um, 
I've not been feeling very good in South Africa the last few years because I came back from America after screaming and shouting for freedom in the townships before I left and then I come back and it's not quite what I expected. Mm. But nothing's really ever what you expect. I just think that we called for a change and the people made it happen. And that's what I believe we have to do again. Mm. We have to call for change and we have to make it happen. And that's the bottom line. And it's up to the people Absolutely. of South Africa. People get together and say what you want to say because this is not cool. Okay. Ons is now gatvol. Ons is Cindy, uh, thank you very much. I know it's late and thanks for coming in and uh, a lot of respect and uh, it was an honor having you here. Barney, it was an honor to be with you because I've also known you all these years and I've never really had much time to hang out with you and you are just fantastic. Thank you, me darling. Now, you got a gig coming up this weekend? Yeah, I've got a couple of gigs this weekend. Friday afternoon, like from 12 to 4, we're at the rooftop um, at Eastgate, which is always awesome because there's all these restaurants there and everybody comes and chills on a Friday afternoon. And Saturday night, the Escot Hotel, revamped, refurbished, nice little hotel, very small venue, but very nice venue. And then some Monte Casino as well thrown cool. in there. Cindy, good luck with your book and uh, your new album. We are supporting you all the way. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you, everybody. Steely Dan now.